Welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. wondered what our pure, like, unadulterated obedience would look like? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this week on Stay at Home Mom. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm so glad that you're here. I had these things burning passionately in my heart, and I have been waiting for the time that I felt like was a good time to share them. Some things have unfolded. Some things have happened in the last week or so that I felt now is the time. Now is the time for me to share with you what's going on in my heart and where I am. And I mean, every episode that I do, every time I record a podcast, I'm sharing my heart. I'm sharing the experiences that I'm walking out with my kids, the things that I'm praying about and feeling in my spirit, those things that are very real and raw in my life sometimes. And I'm presenting it to you. And this is no different. So... I'm going to get into it. And it's this theme of obedience and what that looks like. This is something my husband and I have talked about repeatedly. You know, as parents, (laughs) you're always desiring your children to obey, right? And a, a theme, a thing that we teach our kids is obedience is all the way, right away, with a happy heart. If you don't do what I'm asking you to do the whole way that I'm asking you to do it, that's not obedience. That's partial obedience. Partial obedience, that's disobedience. If you're not doing it right away, that's also partial obedience. That's not full obedience. And if you're doing it with like super begrudgingly and with like this bad attitude, I mean, okay, yes, it's getting done, but your heart's not really in it. So you're not fully obeying what I've asked you to do. You're not doing that thing with joy. And where do these concepts come from, right? This is like, oh my gosh, that's really high expectations. Let's be real. How many people actually live like that? Well, I'm going to venture to say like none. <laughs> and yes, it is a high expectation to set for our children. Why do we set it? Well, it actually aligns with scripture. If you go through from Genesis to Revelation, And you look at what we are asked to do by our Heavenly Father, by our Creator. He really does desire. Does He require? Not necessarily, but He does desire that we do things all the way for Him. A great example of this is Jonah. Jonah was called to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to do it. He kept putting it off. He put it off three times before, you know, the Lord was like, well, I mean, you're going to sit in the belly of this fish for a while until you kind of come to, right? So he didn't obey right away. (laughs) I mean, if we do it partially, you know, the Israelites partially obeyed. And, you know, they spent a lot of time in the desert after they escaped Egypt. (laughs) Like, There are multiple places in scripture where we see if we're not obeying all the way right away with a happy heart. Hey, probably not. And I'm in the middle of recording a podcast episode. Um, If we're not doing those things all the way right away with a happy heart, then we're actually not walking in pure, unadulterated obedience. How does that translate into everyday life as an adult? Like, it's really simple to see it when you're a parent and you're dealing with kids. I asked you to make your bed. You're not making your bed. You didn't obey. I asked you to pick up your laundry. You didn't pick up your laundry. You didn't obey. I asked you to do this. It's very, very simple to see it 
as a parent dealing and interacting with our children, right? But what does it look like for us as adults to obey? Because we don't have a parent. You know, my dad's not standing over me right now saying, Leslie, I told you, make sure you pay your bill. Like, (laughs) that doesn't happen, right? What does obedience look like as we're adults and we don't have that authoritative parental figure over us anymore? And really, we're directed by the Holy Spirit. Our accountability is the Spirit, is our Heavenly Father. He is the one that sets a standard for us. How does that look? How does that play out in our every single day, every moment, every interaction, every circumstance that we find ourselves in? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) It looks a lot like when we find ourselves in, in situations and circumstances, stopping, praying, giving ourselves time to go to the Word and to be silent before Him, to know the direction in which we should go, to know the steps that we should take. And this happened very recently for me. We took a break from our co-op that we had been involved in for the last year and a half. I had some things come up, which maybe the Lord will release me to talk about at some point. But there were some things happening that I was uncomfortable with. And one of my children felt extremely uncomfortable and did not want to return. And I prayed really hard about that because just because one kid's uncomfortable, I mean, do we take something away from all of the children? Because that doesn't seem fair. But as I prayed about it, I really felt peace about the fact that we needed to just take a step back. We needed to take a break. We needed to focus on what we needed to focus on. And I will talk to that child and see if that child is willing for me to share that story. Because really, that story is, it's really focused on that kid, right? It kind of revolves around that child And her understanding that she is more important than being part of an organization or being part of a group. And it is willing to sacrifice what my other kids want for her to know that she is most important to us, right? So if she releases me or she feels like she wants to come forward and share her story, we will have a whole podcast about that because it has been an amazing story to watch and I've been blessed to just be a part of it. So we made that decision. I had peace about it. In the midst of us deciding to not return this semester to that co-op, I had some other friends talking about possibly starting up their own co-op, starting up something new and doing it on a different day of the week, which would be much easier for us to fit into our schedule. You know, we had all tossed around ideas. We were all sharing our vision and what we really desired in co-ops and what worked best for our families. And as things were going, I had these moments of just super unease. Like, I don't know about this. Me being me, I question, well, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being emotional. Woo, I'm knocking stuff down. Maybe I'm just being girly. Maybe I am being emotional or hormonal. I don't know. Like, I always assume that it's me and not always necessarily like the Holy Spirit telling me, like, back away, right? (laughs) That's my default. I default to assume it's an issue with me. So I prayed about it. I never had a definitive answer. I was having conversations with people. I didn't necessarily bring my concerns to people per se, just the things that I was seeing that were affecting me personally. And I continued to bring it before the throne of grace. And why did I do that? Well, I did that because we all have our own logical ideas, opinions, and ways of reasoning things. And what is good for somebody else may not be good for me. What's good for me may not be good for you, right? So while it's great 
to get external advice or opinions or insight. Other people carry wisdom from their own life experiences that can definitely impact us and help us stay on the right path and lead us in the right direction. Ultimately, I want to know the path that Yahweh wants me on. I want to know the path that my creator has designed and fashioned and formed for me and my family and making sure that I am doing everything that he's called me to do for my children, which is my number one priority as their mother. My intention in everything I do is to make sure that I'm doing what he's asked me to do because I've got my own ideas. (laughs) And when I start to follow those, they don't always line up. (laughs) I got down to the wire. I got to the point where we were a week away from starting this co-op and I still felt this super uneasiness. And we went to this gathering so everybody could get to know each other and kind of see the building we were going to be at and how things were going to be laid out for the co-op. And I walked in and I had this feeling as I crossed the threshold of this building, go, leave. This is not where you belong. And it was so really confusing to me (laughs) because I thought, these are my friends. This is a thing I want to do. These are my kids' friends. What could possibly be wrong about this? Logically, that sense that I was feeling in my spirit did not make any sense at all. So we stayed. I didn't like turn or I didn't turn around and walk out like peace. I'm out. You know, like I kept walking forward even though I was sensing this in my spirit. And as the night went on, that that got stronger, that sense that that this is not what path I'm supposed to be on. And I didn't understand it. I, I had no clue why. I really was kind of oblivious. So I went forward. We stayed the whole evening. We helped clean up. And then I loaded up my kids and we drove home. And I just... I had this feeling like I need to talk to James about this. And so I went home and I talked to James and I just poured out my whole heart And I said, I feel like (laughs) I'm not supposed to be part of this. And he said, I 100% agree with you. I'm not going to tell you not to do it because he's an amazing husband and he supports me in everything that I do, even when he doesn't agree with me. I told him, I think I think I need to not I need to not be involved. And he said, yeah, I agree. I support you. But if if that is your decision, you actually kind of need to make that decision now. And you need to tell the people who are leading this co-op that that's what you're deciding because it affects all of them. And so I did. I sent a message to the leadership team and I was like, listen, I got to bow out. I'm sorry. I can send you, you know, the lesson plans I put together, the recipes because I was going to teach a cooking class. I could send you all of the stuff that I have, but I just I can't be there. I left it at that. I had a couple people reach out and be like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm great. Everything's great. It really is. And once I did that, I had this immediate, overwhelming sense of peace. Now, if you haven't figured something out about me, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you will know that I am not the kind of person who gives my word and then backtracks. (laughs) If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I tell you I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. Unless like I've got a kid throwing up and I'm the only one that could take care of that kid or there's a family emergency and there's absolutely no way for me to get there. I'm going to be there because I gave you my word and I'm the kind of person who always wants to be a person of their word. I want to be a person whose yes is yes and no is no. I never 
want to be wish-washy. That's not my character. That's not my drive. It's not any part of who I ever want to be categorized as. (laughs) So for me, it is mentally, logically really difficult to bow out of something after I've committed to it, right? That's It's very uncomfortable. It actually makes me sick to my stomach. Even now, thinking about the fact that I did it, it kind of like my guts are like, oh, I can't believe you did that. That is so horrible. Why would you do that? But the amount of peace that I had in my spirit, letting go of my feelings, letting go of my emotions, my thoughts, you know, the physical response that my body was having, I had a flood of peace flow over me I had never experienced before. And why? Why? Where did that peace come from? Well, that peace came from obeying what the Spirit was telling me to do. And still to this day, I mean, it's been almost a month now since this happened. And I just said to James yesterday, like, I don't, I still don't even know the why, but I don't even care what the why is. I don't care why he said, no, don't do this. Don't go forward. It's irrelevant to me because the amount of peace that I have right now, the things that feel the Lord is moving in our lives, the way I feel that Yahweh is leading our family, I have this unadulterated desire to obey, this love, this compassion, this drive, this ambition. And I don't even know what's ahead of me. I don't know what my next step looks like because I feel like when he lights the path before us, it's just a flashlight. It's not a spotlight. (laughs) It's like your foot goes there next. And let me move it a little bit further now there. And let me move it a little further and right there. And so for me, I know that I'm going in the direction I'm supposed to for my family. And even though it breaks my heart to not have this time with our friends, even though it breaks my heart that I feel like I kind of let people down, I trust that if he's told me or asked me or led me to make a decision, he is meeting the need. I don't have to dwell on those thoughts of, oh my gosh, I left them in such a hard place. They're going to have to like fill in for me. They're going to have to fill in the gaps and and I really put them in a bad position. I don't have to concern myself with those thoughts because if he's told me to do it, he's filling in the gap. There's something else that needs to happen. And I don't have the big picture. I don't see all of the things But I'm also not responsible for all of those things outside of me. I'm not responsible for that. Was it irresponsible of me to make a commitment before I had a definitive yes? Probably. Absolutely. I'll own that. 100%. I'll own that every single time. I'm sorry. I should have made sure that I had a definitive yes before I made a commitment to you. That's my fault. But at the same time, I didn't have a reason to not have a commitment. (laughs) So it was one of those situations where I didn't know what I didn't know, and I still don't know what I don't know. So I was just obedient. I was obedient in my not knowing. I was obedient in trusting that Yahweh knew what was best for me and what I needed and what that looked like and how it was all going to play out. I don't know exactly what it's all going to look like. I don't know what's even going to come of this, but I do know that I had this overwhelming desire to share with you the reward of obedience. Now, the reward of obedience isn't always knowing the why, right? We have been in business situations where we thought it was going in the right direction, and then it ended up not. It ended up really burning us in the end. And there were steps that we could have taken, steps to reconcile or compensate ourselves for our losses and things like that. But when I considered what that would cost us, it wasn't worth it to me. 
I chose to lay it at the foot of the Father and say, hey, I'm going to obey whatever you lead me to do. And at this point, I don't feel like you're telling me to do anything. So I trust you. I trust that you're going to make it right. I trust that you're going to bring back to us what we've lost. I trust that you're going to do all of the things that need to be done that I can't do. And even some of the things that I could do. And the peace that follows, the peace that follows obedience is a peace that is virtually indescribable in human terms because it is a spiritually overwhelming thing. It transcends any worldly gratification that we could possibly get on this side of eternity. I truly believe that sensing his peace and having that peace is an eternal peace. It is something that can only come from heaven. It cannot be translated and it cannot be replicated because it comes directly from the heart of the Father. It's not always easy to obey when we don't understand. There have been so many times in my life that I didn't understand something and so I didn't fully obey. And when I didn't fully obey... I suffer consequences. One of those consequences, you know, we talked about when I talked about Sophia's miracle and how I, when I was pregnant with her, I felt like, you know, I she was going to be fine. Everything was going to be fine. But the doctor's telling me, hey, you need to take this medication. Well, that caused the congenital birth defect. That caused the issue. So my child actually had to pay for my lack of obedience, my lack of trust that the father said something and he meant it, right? That doesn't make him a bad God. That doesn't make him an inept father. That doesn't make him unloving. That's just part of the world. That's how the world works. And he's still good and he's still gracious and he healed my baby. He took my lack of obedience and made it into this most amazing, beautiful, miraculous testimony I couldn't have come up with. I couldn't have created that scenario and that testimony for that child that would impact lives thousands, thousands of lives for years to come, for generations to come. I couldn't have done that. Did that have to happen? No, I could have obeyed him and we could have had other miracles, but I didn't obey him all the way. And so that's what happened. I also didn't have that peace. I never had that peace in that time. But I'm learning. I'm learning to obey and I'm learning to follow that still small voice inside of me that was like, red flags, don't do this. And sometimes it's not even red flags. Sometimes it's yellow flags. Sometimes it's just like, "Mm, caution, this might not be the best thing, which is a real thing, right? There are good things. There are God things. There are his best things. Just because it's something good doesn't mean I need to be a part of it. Just because it's something God or godly or Christian doesn't always mean that it's his thing, right? We can put titles and labels on whatever we want. That doesn't mean it's something that he's called us to do. Making sure that we're aligning with what he's called us to do, that's our number one priority. But the reward of obeying that nobody else can replicate is worth every ounce of struggle it is to force yourself to do the obedient thing. It seems so contradictory, right? It is not natural for us to reject our own logic. It's not natural for us to deny our own feelings about a thing, right? Our society is always telling us, do what feels right. Do what feels good. (laughs) It's not about our feelings. It's about him and it's about his perspective. And it's an eternal perspective that we, every once in a while, get these really small glimmers of hope about. Recently, my family has been reading these amazing 
testimonies from an incredible pastor. His name was Howard Pittman. If you haven't heard of him, I highly recommend you look up the Howard Pittman Ministries. He is no longer with us. He's gone on to be with the Lord in, I think, 2019. But he has these amazing books available for everybody. And it's these wonderful testimonies. You're (laughs) going to find very few book recommendations from me. I very rarely read anything that anybody writes (laughs) because I kind of stick to just scripture. But I came across his testimony years ago when we were going through some things with Sophia's surgery and all of that stuff. And I thought it was amazing testimony. I read his book back then, and then recently James came across his testimony again, did not remember ever reading the book with me, (laughs) even though we did, but we introduced our kids to it, and I bought a whole bunch of his books, and we decided to read them together as a family. And those books, those testimonies, those things that Yahweh has asked him to share with people which are directly related to scripture, have stirred up this overwhelming desire to obey. Like give him all of my heart and all of my soul and trust him in all of the ways in letting go of everything that I am. And it's not always easy. I mean, I've been walking with him for what, 27 years, 28 years now? And it's still not easy. There are still moments where I'm like, but that's really hard. I don't want to do that. Do I have to? And, you know, I'll drag my heels on some things. And he's so gracious to us. I mean, he's so, so gracious. But going through these books with my kids and reading these testimonies and bringing it back to Scripture and saying, okay, in Scripture, it says this. And this is what he's talking about. And this is where it's related. And this is where it's connected. Being able to do that with my kids has increased my faith and increased my ability to obey even when I don't understand. When our father asks us to obey and he says obedience is greater than sacrifice, that sometimes means you obey and you don't know why. He really truly means it. He really truly means that we will reap the rewards of that obedience. I wish that I had words in my vocabulary to explain the depth and the width and the height and the boldness, greatness of this peace that I have experienced. But all I can do is encourage you to seek after his heart and follow his voice, follow him in obedience. Test the spirit, though, because let's be honest, we do have an enemy who's trying to come in and try to tell us different things. (laughs) He's going to challenge us and he's going to present it as if he is of the Father because He knows the word. He did the same thing to Yeshua in the desert. He knows everything about our Heavenly Father. He can present himself as an angel of light even when he is definitely not. So we have to test the spirit. We have to test everything that we feel or sense or hear to the word. That is is our standard. That's our measuring stick, right? That's the thing that we have before us that says, okay, if it doesn't align with this, then it's not him. If it aligns with part of it, but some of it's off, not him, right? And as we seek him and as we spend that time with him and as we eat that word and put those seeds inside of us so that they can grow and produce fruit, we also grow in our understanding of his voice and his spirit and we know it and commune with him and we sit with him and we know when he's leading us in certain ways and that it's not the enemy. There's this perfect peace that passes understanding. There is this knowing that you know that you know. There's just no other way to describe it. So my encouragement for you today is that you spend that time in the word. You spend that time just sitting with him. Sometimes 
It's not saying anything. Sometimes it's just breathing, and that alone is worship to him. Sometimes it's just waiting to hear him say something, and if he doesn't, it's okay. Sometimes it's finding a scripture and just meditating on that and just rolling it over and over and over again in your head. Your word says this, and I want this to plant deeply in who I am. I am encouraging you that when you find yourself in a situation that you're uncomfortable with or you don't know, what the right choice to make is. Bring it to him. Lay it at his feet. Say, I don't know what to do with this. Lead me on your paths of righteousness for your name's sake that I can honor and glorify you in everything that I do. And watch what he does. Watch what he does. I mean, this isn't the end of this story, right? This is still ongoing. I'm still in the middle of this. I don't know what he's going to do next. I don't know what's coming next. But I know that I know that I know that this was the best choice for my family in the season we're in right now and that the rewards we are going to reap because of it are worth it. They're going to be worth it. I have no doubt because I trust in him. I lean not on my own understanding, but in all of my ways, I acknowledge him and he makes my path straight every single time. That's Proverbs 3, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me this week. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in and connect with me. If you want to see what's happening on the homestead, you can check out our Instagram at stayathomemomgoody. And coming soon, we've got a webpage going up for our detailed restorations, which is how I'm helping other people outside of the podcast. You can also check out our affiliate links if you want to help us out a little bit. With Rejuva Minerals, you'll find that link below. It's the makeup line that I have used for over 10 years. It's the only one I allow my kids to have. They are EWG verified and they rank super high in the Think Dirty app. I have loved every product I have ever gotten from them. I've never wanted to return a thing. And we have an affiliate with Kitsch, which provides all the hair accessory things that you could ever imagine. (laughs) But they have shampoo bars, conditioner bars, All of the things that keep your hair happy and healthy. It's a mom-owned company. I'm a little biased. I really like it. And you can get an extra coupon code, Leslie15, because we all like to save a little extra money. And you'll find Not Consumed Ministries, which provides these topical Bible studies that are great for kids. They're easy. You can do them as a family, or your kids can actually do them on their own. Our families really enjoyed them. Thank you again for joining me. I'm so glad that you are here. I pray that you have an amazing week, that you build your home with your own two hands and love on your family. We'll connect again next week.